Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Coming up on this episode of Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. After the years of being in radio, I have heard a lot of singers in my day. I use the word singers because there are many people out there who can sing a song, but there are others who can sing. You know what I mean? I mean, they can really tear something up. They are called vocalists and use their voice as an instrument with soul and passion. I recently heard a voice that I put into that category. I will introduce you to that voice and the man behind it next on Behind the Mic. Welcome to the Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton podcast. Brought to you by Mojo Merchandise. Join radio veteran Rick Hampton and his guests for informative and entertaining discussions as they take you behind the scenes, behind the stories, behind the music, and more. Originating from the Big Daddy Studios, it's time to go behind the mic and here's your host, Rick Hampton. Oh, I am your host, Rick Hampton, back behind this microphone and welcome to Behind the Mic. And I'm going to introduce you to a voice. This voice could be a Disney prince, a Broadway star, even an opera star with that powerhouse voice of his. Say hello to Josiah Mullins. Hey, man. Hey, Rick. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, you bet. The first time I heard your voice was when um, we were doing auditions for the praise team at our church, mm-hmm. at Church That yep. Matters. And I was blown away. And I'll tell you why. Because just like in the intro, I have heard a lot of singers. I have been uh, the judge for different kind of American Idol type competitions. I have been the judge for singing competitions all the time. I even had people would come by the radio station and bring their cassette or their CD and they would be like, hey, listen to this. My gosh, he is he's going to be the next Garth Brooks. Or he's going to be the next Carrie Underwood. You know, she, it's just fantastic. She's got the voice of an angel. Yeah, it's always a privilege and it's always a delight whenever I do hear a voice that I'm like, oh, man, he can sing pretty good. He can sing. Whoa, man, that was a note. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know. So, um, kind of give me a how. How did little Josiah come about? <laughs> oh man, I just remember when I was a kid. Um, I'm from a musical family. Mm-hmm. Um, both my parents play piano. They both sing. Um, but I just remember riding in the car. You're you're talking little Josiah, like you know, four or five years yeah. old. I just remember like we listened to Steve Green a lot. Sure. Keith Green. I remember Steve Green would come on, and I would just start singing and I just would sing. I didn't care. And you know, there was a, there's a eight of us in our family. And so, you know, I had an audience, I'm the oldest of the eight. So there was always an audience, but, uh, yeah, I always used to sing and, and just sing. I just loved it. And, uh, I never really got into it for like maybe thinking of it as a career or something, but my mom really, really pushed me to do it and audition for a show in high school. And I was like, all right, fine. Cause I, you know, I was full on for sports, right. You know, love basketball, baseball, that kind of stuff. But it started young, uh, and I just started singing. And we traveled around a little bit, and I would get on stage and sing a little bit. So who plays piano better, mom or dad? Oh, man. Um, they both, I'm, I'm going to play, you know, I guess in between here, but my, <laughs> they both are, are really good in their own re- respect. My, right. dad can, my dad plays by ear. Nice. Um, he's not great with sheet music. My mom is the one who can sight read anything. Um, but my dad can just pull stuff out of the air, just sitting there. Right. Um, but man, if I had to pick, hmm, I would say, I think it's more, 
impressive to me that you can just sit down at a piano and start playing. Yeah. Um, and I, my dad always just used to impress me with that. Follow somebody or yeah. anything else. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just yeah. Just take off on a song yeah. and just go. Right. Nice. Yeah. Yes. He would always accompany me on stuff and he'd just follow whatever I was doing. And, yeah. I've known yeah. a, there's a couple of guys in my history that I have played with. Take me back to that moment then. Was there ever any moment when you just started singing and, you know, like your mom or your dad was like, what? it was when we were traveling um we would travel my parents wanted to get a concert ministry going and uh you know they just started i think there was like four there was four or five of us at the time maybe probably the the older four and uh we just started traveling to churches and and of course at our age we're like okay this is what mom's dad mom and dad's doing so Mm -hmm. i guess we're doing it so we would sit in the front pew and, you know, if we misbehaved or something, they would kind of give us a look, you know, in the middle of a song or sure. something. But when my turn came, I was in it, you know, and I was like, okay, this is what, this is what we do. Right. And I would just sing. Um, I, it was always just from the beginning. And I think it was more my mom. My mom saw something in me yeah. and she was like, we need to get him up there. We need to get him singing. Um, and so it kind of just took off from there, but I didn't take it as seriously as she did. Right. Um, in regards of taking it beyond high school or childhood or whatever. But yeah, my eighth grade year, uh, seventh grade, it was middle school. There was it was actually Oklahoma. It was a musical that they were doing, and she was like, "You should audition." And I was like, "I've never auditioned for anything in my life, you know." And she was like, "Just try it. Just just see what 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 happens." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, you guys have always taught us give something a go, and it, you know, if it, if we don't like it, we don't have to do it." And I I tell you, from the minute that curtain went up, I just I fell in love with music theater and performing and. The, the audience's applause and just connecting with an audience, and it, it just kind of stirred the fire a little bit. Well, everybody wants to know. Give me a little line from Oklahoma. <laughs> a little, like, a, like a singing line? Or? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, of course a singing line. Oh, man, let's see. There's a bright golden haze on the meadow. There's a bright golden haze on the meadow. The corn is as high as an elephant's eye. And it looks like it's climbing clear up to the sky. There you go. Nice. First first lines in Oklahoma, actually. See, so. I told you. <laughs> you know, all right. So so, uh, so for you, you said you didn't yeah. take it very seriously at all, really, at the no. first. And so yeah. did it ever surprise you? I mean, did you have any inclination in your own mind of wow, I've got a pretty good voice. I mean, to yourself? Um, it didn't really hit me until I got to college, actually. Because um, I did some musicals, and I knew I, could, I knew I could carry a tune. I'll put it that way. Right. I knew I could carry a tune because I was getting all the leads in high school musicals. But unless you go to a big high school in St. Louis or New York or something, doesn't mean much. Um, and this was at Arkansas. You right. know, so, you know, you don't have many talent scouts showing up at a high school in Arkansas, a little 3A school. But um, I was like, okay, you know, this is fun. I'm enjoying this. And I got to college and um, I guess, you know, I just turned some heads. Uh, My freshman year, I auditioned for something, never had a vocal, uh, you know, never had a vocal lesson or anything. Um, My parents didn't even really sit down and, you know, say, this is how you breathe and support and all that and uh, the technique behind it. And I got to college, and we did Into the Woods. I don't know if you've ever heard of that musical. I have not. Um, it's a very, very well-known musical. Um, but uh, anyway, I auditioned for it, and um, I got two roles in the musical. So the the prince, you're talking about a prince. I uh-huh. did I did play a prince. It See? wasn't a Disney prince, but I told you. But I played a prince, and um, 
it was uh, Cinderella's Prince, but he doubles as the wolf for Little Red Riding Hood. It's all these fairy tales that come together in the musical and everything. But I go to the cast list, and I'm looking at the cast list, and I go, okay, Josiah Mullen, Cinderella's Prince, sweet. And I look down just to see the rest of the cast list, and I see Josiah Mullen somewhere else. And I was like, what? Wait a minute. And I look over, and it says Josiah Mullen's the wolf. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I guess at that moment, I was like, okay, maybe I've got something here. Yeah, so Maybe this may work out after all. Maybe, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, and then I, I went into vocal lessons after that. And my vocal teacher, and I didn't take those seriously, actually. I was just in kind of a weird, you know, I enjoyed it, but I didn't want to work for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I relied on the talent heavily, like the natural talent. My first couple voice lessons, my first semester of voice lessons did not go well. I just wasn't prepared, you know, and my voice teacher was like, I'm going to put you over with Mr. Bush was his name, my vocal teacher. And he just whipped me right into shape. He was like, there's another part of your voice that you have not even come close to mm-hmm. trying to open and, 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 you know, play with and discover. Yeah. Unleash. Right, really. right. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Cause I was singing all, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, baritone level stuff. I mean, that's all I knew, you know, right. I didn't know I could go whatever, you know, like those notes you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, where your range was, you right. know, you didn't really know. Right. So um, you were you graduated from College of o- the Ozarks. Yes, sir. Okay, with a degree in music theater. Yes. So how did that go? I mean, did, did that go anywhere for you? I mean, did it, you know, did you want to say, hey, man, I've got to be in some of these musicals, and i got to be yeah. in more musicals and constantly doing that. Yeah. So uh, tell me, where did your path go from there? I mean, once you graduated, mm-hmm. you know, now you you come into this voice you know mm-hmm. that you've got this voice to do right. the, what you're doing and singing for what you're doing but mm-hmm. where did that go from there so after i graduated it would have been december of 2016 i went and was just looking for stuff and i've came across uh this theater in, in kansas city and they were doing some auditions they were having auditions for all the several shows that they were doing and i got a call back for into the woods mm-hmm. and i got a call back for this musical called the who's tommy it was the ba- the rock band who who sure the who and um I got the part in the Who's Tommy, and I'm going. Uh, I'm classically trained. This is a rock show, <laughs> yeah. And it was just a whole other. I ended up losing my voice mm. midway through the through the show. Wished you'd taken those uh, lessons seriously. <laughs> right? now, huh? I know, I know. And the director, right from the get go, was like, "I want 100 percent all the time. Like the dynamic of this show is going to be fortissimo the whole time." Mm. And I was just like, "I'm not. I'm not ready for this." And so, but it was a good learning experience because I really learned, okay, you have to take care of yourself and you really have to sing the right way because I mean, there were nights I would go on and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Yeah. It really was just, it was a great learning experience, a great learning curve. Uh, from there, um, I went and did a show, it was called Men of Faith. It was actually a Southern gospel kind of, mm-hmm. kind of wrapped around Southern gospel, but it was called Men of Faith and there was nine men on stage singing the Southern gospel songs right so you had like two tenors two baritones you know two basses and then everybody else you know maybe some three baritones or something man it was it was, that was fun and i lost my voice again through that show mm-hmm. and so it was just a learning curve and from there um i haven't done a whole lot of of musicals but uh i just love getting on stage and, and singing really. so have you um have you spent more time kind of learning some new vocal techniques to kind of help that a little bit and help your voice a little bit more and stay more firm yeah yeah i have um there's actually 
uh, you you probably have heard of him, maybe not, but you know, of course, the Gaither vocal band sure. produced a tenor called David Phelps. Absolutely, amazing, amazing vocals. But what I did was I really tried to study him, probably almost to an obsession, and I just studied him because his voice is so pure and strong, and it just seems like he comes out every night, and it's the same. It's yeah. just at the same level. So I was like, okay, I really got to... So I just watched him. I just watched him. I listened. I didn't try to necessarily copy, but in a way I did because, you know, he's singing the right way. So that's mm-hmm. how I want to sing. And eventually I started, you know, being able to hit some of those notes. And I was like, okay, this is how you do it. This is how you sustain. You you breathe from the diaphragm. You really have to do that. You know, singing falsetto and your head voice, you know, it takes more air than belting, you know, and just those little things that I just never really got the chance to learn in mm-hmm. college. But it was really studying him and studying some of the other singers, you know, Wes Hampton, Guy Penrod, you know, how they get on stage because there's nerves that are involved when you get on stage, yeah. your adrenaline's going, so your breath support gets more shallow. So then you just get up there and you realize, okay, I got to breathe, first off. Yeah. And uh, it was really just, yeah, just studying them. I know there was a guy that I, I was running sound for a while that was singing in the praise and worship uh, band at uh, on Wednesday nights for our youth program for mm-hmm. a while. Same deal. He had a great vocal voice, but mm-hmm. he loved to sing in his head voice more, yeah. and it became more and more nasally because mm-hmm. he was singing through his nose and his throat right. rather than his, his diaphragm. Yeah. And so, like, I would, in his ears, he had an in-ear monitors, and in mm-hmm. his ears, sometimes in the middle of a song, I would yeah. just pick up the microphone and talk back to him and be, breathe, <laughs> because I could tell, you yeah. know? It, yeah, it went from a very rich voice to all of a sudden he would just and you and it almost yeah he would get to that nasally sound mm-hmm. even where you're like that's not where you're supposed to be mm-hmm. get out of that and get mm-hmm. back into that voice and yeah so, yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah and there's a time and a place for the nasally sound I believe I mean it, when I was in college actually one of my one of the other music professors was telling me I was singing a classical tune and and uh an aria from an opera and he was he was saying you know there is some technique that you do some noise has to escape through your nose right and that's okay but not all of it like you were saying you know exactly so yeah so uh (laughs) you were saying that and it just cracked me up i was in my mind my little mind's voice was going right yeah like i mean who hasn't sang an aria from an opera (laughs) um (laughs) yeah who knows what that is you know right did you ever think you would actually utter those words and then i was singing an aria from never never right. Uh -uh. right So, <laughs> yeah. okay, so you decided that, and it, and it seems like, even from your bio, that mm-hmm. um, you really love gospel music. I, I mean, do. that's one of your passions, is, is sharing the love of Christ and things like that. But also, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's where you feel like, you know, you really can shine with that. Mm-hmm. I've heard you do uh, some Broadway stuff. I've heard you do stuff from musicals. I mean, we just heard that little bit of Oklahoma mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, though, I, I know that, like, I spent so many years in radio. Mm-hmm. And the toughest thing for me was always because I talk so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had a saying that, you know, uh, like there were salespeople, there was engineering people, and then there was jocks, uh, you know, and and we were basically the lungs and tongues group. Mm -hmm. That's what they called us, lungs and tongues. Sure. And so, but what would happen is I would be on the air so much that the first place, if I got a head cold, if I got sick, if I got anything, mm-hmm. it would immediately go to my vocal cords mm-hmm. and because it was the weakest spot. Do yeah. you find that that's with you too? Do you have to really watch that? Absolutely. Um, I actually have just come through. I'm on the other side of this cold that we got. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, yeah, I you know just got 
newly married and there were some, you know, kids that were already involved in that. And so, you know, but I heard it said one time, you've never been sicker in your life till you've had kids. And I'm living proof of that right now right. because, you know, our three-year-old had something, he's hacking all over the place. He doesn't know to cover it, you know? Right. And of course I get it, but it's like this chest cold. And of course your throat gets attacked and it's all the time. I was just yeah. telling my wife the other day, I was like, I'm a singer, but yet when I get sick, it seems like it's my it's my throat. Yeah. But you just saying that, it makes total sense. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, for me, it was, I I could always guarantee that yeah. that was that way. Now, yep. for me, uh, in the singing voice, I, I've mm-hmm. sang in bands, I played in drums. Uh, everybody knows that, that uh, listens to the show on occasion. But whenever I played in a band and I would sing, I was a drummer mm-hmm. that would sing. Mm-hmm. And so I never sang lead from the front of the stage. It right. was always behind the kit. Right. And, uh, but for me, you know, for the longest time, that's what I did. Well, then I started singing in quartets and things like that. And I sang high tenor. That was mm-hmm. my part yeah. for the longest time was tenor. Mm-hmm. And then I got so sick all the time being in radio and being around people all the time. Mm-hmm. And with me talking so much, it would go to my vo- vocal cords immediately. Yeah. And, you know, it's not cool when you're a singer or when you're a vocalist or when you're an on-air personality that you talk for a living right. that you can't use your voice. Yeah. And, uh, for me, I got bronchitis really, really bad, oh, and to the point where it hung on for about a month and a half or two months of just Goodness. razor blades every Ugh. day. You know, that's, yeah. I, that's what it felt like. I was gargling with, yeah, and um, and it really took away that high range. Mm-hmm. I could not do that anymore, mm-hmm. and but yet it was also a, a cruel joke because <laughs> I had always, you know, I had listened to. Uh, J.D. Sumner and Tim Riley, yeah. bass singers that were just legendary, George Yonts from mm-hmm. the cathedrals. Absolutely. And I'm like, man, why couldn't I have that voice? Man, I would love to have that voice. Gene I would McDonald. Love to, you know, yeah. Yes, yeah, I would yeah. love to have, uh, you know, the voice of uh, every single uh, voiceover <laughs> artist ever, you know. Sure. I mean, I mean, who in the world doesn't want to, in a world, yep. you know, but, yep. <laughs> but yet it wasn't low enough yeah. to be that deep. Oh, and so gosh. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Am I going to like have to be the baritone guy right. or, the, or the lead guy from now on? Yeah, right. So um, One of those boring parts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, everyone knows that the tenor gets to show off exactly. and, the, and, and the bass singer sings in the basement. Exactly. So, you know, those are the cool parts. So, um, but oh, uh, now that's not totally true for all you lead singers well, and yeah. baritones out there. That's not all the true. baritone is the glue that holds it, it together. It absolutely so. is. Yep. So don't get, don't get mad. <laughs> right. But, Okay, so um, you were talking about uh, several of the places that you have performed in, like, state-wise. Yes. Um, and some of those have been Canada, Nebraska, mm-hmm. and Montana, South Dakota, Wyoming, mm-hmm. and, of course, Minnesota. Or Minnesota. Um, so yep. is there any place that you have not performed yet that you want to? Oh, man. I would love to actually – are you talking about state-wise? Yeah, or? states. or Because and, and that's the other thing is that mm-hmm. I know that you've – I know that you played in several performance venues yeah. throughout your career and mm-hmm. you sang in several of the vocal, been a vocalist there. So mm-hmm. uh, give me an idea of that. I mean, is there oh, places man. that you would love to be a part of? I've always wanted to perform in Carnegie Hall. Mm. Carnegie Hall, the most natural acoustics, I think, in any right. venue. You can argue me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's that's the one. Um, you don't really need a mic. 
you could just sing and it'll carry. But it's just iconic. I mean, there's been right. so many different artists that have come through there. Um, David Phelps, of course, is one of them. Uh, the Gaithers, when they were doing the homecoming tour, they've been there. Luciana Pavarotti, who yeah. you know was a, was a, an Italian tenor, of one of the best. Um, he's been an inspiration too. Um, but uh, yeah, I, that would be one. Um, I'm not crazy about New York City itself. I'm more of a country guy. Yeah. But to go there and just perform even for like 45 minutes one night would be just awesome or just sing one song that'd be great cool yeah that's awesome yeah all right and then state wise uh you've been to a lot of places but there's still plenty of states left so right right um and and i noticed that uh you know like you 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 put on there you didn't put on there oklahoma and arkansas but (laughs) but you know i mean there's i'm sure there's plenty of places that you still would like to to do that as well so yeah um all right. Well, that's yeah, cool. Absolutely. That's good. So uh, you you had said that uh, one of the things, and, and that's why I mentioned uh, about you'd kind of found your uh, place in gospel music mm-hmm. is because you love for people to get to know Jesus mm-hmm. and uh, through the music, musical gifts. Yes. And you definitely have one. God has given you a very a strong musical gift with that. Um, so, um, you know, kind of what is your, what is your plan? I mean, what are you, what are you doing now? What's some of the projects you're working on now? Sure. Well, um, I just got finished singing at Olivet Baptist Church, actually here in Tulsa. And really, that's just kind of the goal is just to, you know, maybe stay local for right now, really look into some of the local churches. Again, like you were saying, my whole goal has been to encourage people, um, even to go to certain, you know, venues, uh, performance venues. Um, Again, staying local just because of, you know, kids and, uh, you know, we just want to stay local. Right. But, um, you know, eventually to to do this full time would be awesome and just to be able to encourage people all the time so what was the uh was it the mullen family experience or what was the family uh name for the group what was that oh man back when you guys were when i was a kid kid yeah we were just the mullen's family and they would they would joke because we we had so many kids they're like the von traps or sorry the (laughs) mullen's family you know and so we'd go and we just encourage people and my my mom and dad would sing a lot of duets you know they'd probably have a solo here and there and then they would bring me up one because i was the oldest but two it was you know even though i may not have been showing interest there was always just a natural thing with the stage um performer yeah and so they just they they brought me up there and they would say okay sing sing with your dad and i would sing a a duet with him and and then i'd go and sit back down on my pew and just watch the rest of the concert yeah so uh so for you um it's pretty simple uh we'll mention this a couple of times Mm -hmm. uh on where to uh uh, to book you through or to get a hold of you. Yeah. But uh, share with me a little bit how, how to do that. Sure. So people can go to mullinsmusicministry.net. That's the website I've got. Um, it has all my music on there. It has some YouTube videos. Um, where else they can go? Spotify, YouTube, uh, Pandora. I've got music on Pandora, Apple Music, all of the major platforms with that. Um, and they can email me through the through the website. My email's on there, josiahmullinsmusic at gmail.com. That's okay. The, that's the email they can reach me at. So they can uh, reach you at mullinsmusicministry.net, and they mm-hmm. can reach you there. You can uh, you can also see a lot of the videos that he has out there. I've been out to YouTube and, and caught his YouTube channel and mm-hmm. seen a bunch of videos that he has out there. And there's some great ones. And also, he, he will add them. Uh, that's one of the things that I did yeah. notice. You go out and add a lot of those a lot of times. Of, yeah of songs and stuff so mm-hmm. do you take requests 
I mean, I, have you ever been like somebody said, hey, you should sing this and go and do it? Yesterday, actually, in the middle of me singing, and it wasn't necessarily like a concert setting. It was a, more of a, a harvest fest is what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But I was singing during the during the festival. And this older gentleman walked up to my wife. She's sitting behind me and I kind of saw him walk over and I was like, is he not liking what I'm doing? Or, you know, because right. as a performer, it always goes negative. Sure. But um, yeah, but he walks up and kind of whispers in her ear and I was like I wonder what that's about and uh I got done with the song I was singing and my wife goes uh Amazing Grace he wants Amazing Grace I was like (laughs) I can do that so I sang Amazing Grace and then I had um I can only imagine was the other one and then Chainbreaker they actually requested I didn't do Chainbreaker because I didn't have a track for it and I was kind of running out of time but I was like, if you'll have me back, which they said they would, but I was like, if you'll have me back, I'll do Trainbreaker for you then. So at least that guy will want me to come back. Nice. So. <laughs> nice. But uh, I did, I did, um, I can only imagine. And it was the first time I'd sang it live. And I just love that song anyway. I mean, Bart Millard's story is amazing. Did but. you remember all the lyrics? I did actually. See, see, that's my biggest problem. I'll be honest. And that was a God thing. I yeah. cannot <laughs> remember lyrics for anything. Sure. It is so difficult for me to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, like even when I was singing with the band, and I don't know what it is about that, but we, we did not sing Southern Gospel in the band. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I played in rock bands. I was on country radio, and I think I balanced that of being around country radio so much yeah. that I played in a rock band band so we would play all this rock music and stuff and so anytime for the longest time when we did journey when we did any of those high parts Mm -hmm. i sang them from from the drums sure and then i was in a band where uh that uh, we had a vocalist he he's amazing he's actually been to our church and sang uh last year as a matter of fact with christmas with ctm cool um, his name was tommy mason uh he is fantastic and wow. uh same deal though he can sing about anything that's awesome and he has got such a high voice and then rarely hits falsetta you know it's like mm-hmm. so high and then you're like okay at any moment he's gonna hit that note right and it's gonna be the falsetta note no it doesn't it never reaches that even i mean it's just amazing voice that he wow. has but my thing is is that and for him he can just close his eyes he wears sunglasses a lot but he, he and people thought man he must be blind yeah he's not but his deal is his little trick anyway uh-huh. is when he's on stage he usually wears sunglasses okay and they're dark and so for him he said i can either shut my eyes so uh-huh. i can just concentrate uh-huh. or he said there's times whenever i have my eyes open uh-huh. but he said it looks like for me uh-huh. i can see the lyrics scrolling on oh, my glasses and he goes okay. it's not there really uh-huh. Yeah, you know, there's not some small tiny projector there right. feeding it to me. <laughs> but he said it's just in my head. That's the wow. only way I can keep vocal straight. So, wow. do you have any little tricks like that that you that you do, or you just you just hope and pray that you remember lyrics? When I, when I was in the, when I was in musicals, actually, the one one of the tricks to blocking or our stage movement that our mm-hmm. directors would give us is it's muscle memory. So if I cross stage left on this line, oh, it's that lyric. Okay, as I'm crossing stage left. So that was a trick in music theater. Concert-wise, I don't know. I guess I just try to practice enough to where I can remember. Right. Um, and wow. if I don't, I usually just try to fuddle my way through, and people right. don't usually yeah, notice. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. And at least I hope they don't. So yeah, good, good. <laughs> yes. At least, at and if it's an Italian, and if it's Italian opera song, they don't know. So yeah, they won't exactly. know anyway. Exactly. <laughs> See, that's perfect. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Maybe that's what I should have done. Maybe I should. Right. Have just- saying Italian opera songs exactly yeah all right hey we're gonna take a break and when we come back more with Josiah Mullins you're listening to behind the mic with Rick Hampton don't go anywhere more of the behind the mic podcast is next 
I'm Mo. And I'm Sheila Joe. And, and we're Mojo Merchandise. Mojo Merchandise was created by two friends with a craft passion. We love to make things as gifts, like baby shower presents, wedding shower presents, party decorations, and balloon bouquets. There is nothing we can't do once we put our mind to it. We specialize in vinyl printed t-shirts, home decor signs, pillowcases, cups, and much more. If you have a favorite scripture or a mom saying you want on a t-shirt or sign, we've got you covered. If you have an idea or needing a gift, let Mojo Merchandise make exactly what you need. You're listening to Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. And we are back talking with Josiah Mullins. And uh, man, I have learned a lot already about uh, some things that I didn't know that, number one, I didn't know if I really needed to know, but I think it's fantastic (laughs) that I do. And we also found out that um, I should have always sang, because I can't remember lyrics, I should have just sang Italian opera. They wouldn't have been able to know. Perfect. (laughs) You'd have forgotten. Man, career path (laughs) change. Chain right there. I can't tell you. I can't can't tell you how many times in, in my college recitals I wouldn't even know, and so I would just kind of and and they didn't even know. They're right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Pavarotti or something. Yeah, exactly. They wouldn't know. So taco burrito. Okay, Skyatook. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. We are back talking to Josiah Mullins, great voice, and as they say in the business, great pipes. And, uh, you know, who was some of your biggest influences in your career? I hear your mom and dad, mm-hmm. that, that family dynamic. Yeah. But who else in your career was a uh, big influence with you? Uh, well, definitely, as I've mentioned before, Luciano Pavarotti. Man, just you talk about pipes. That, and yeah. he sang into his 60s, 60s, I yeah. think. He was, he was like 72. Two or, of course, he died of cancer. He died early, but I remember watching a, a video of him singing Nessun Dorma, which is an amazing Italian, uh, you know, aria, which is another word, just an Italian word for song. Mm-hmm. But um, man, and he's he's in his you know sixties at the time, and he reaches that climax of the song and just boom, and it was just like okay. Um, I need to figure out how to do that. So when I'm in my 60s, I can can do that, you know. A phrase my um, wife has picked up recently, and uh, and I think she got it from our daughter, though, because they say it a lot at OSU, but uh-huh. so do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. No, def- seriously. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. He did. He did. Sing it. Oh, what? Right now? Sing something. Do oh, uh, from Nessun Norma? Sure. Okay. Um, let me think here. I got to start somewhere. <clears throat> I got to get, I got to get ready. <laughs> Let's see. No, no, dile quando te tramontate stelle, tramontate stelle all'alba vincerò. And then it's just the climax nice. after that. But yeah. See? Yeah. Now, <laughs> now were all those words really? Correct. Yeah, those are correct. See, yeah, perfect. They there you go. That's it. That's all it. Right, great. I don't know if you can trust me after I would have told you, but no, those <laughs> right. were all the correct yeah. words. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, an amazing so, song. So, so, Robert Rock Day, mm-hmm. as you say, is uh, was an influence. Who else? Yes. Who else influenced you? David Phelps. Absolutely. Um, just his, the term they've used before is popra, mm. his popra sound. Um, and just simply what that means is he'll just, on certain notes, he'll kind of get more of a brighter sound, mm-hmm. but it still sounds so amazing. And then I've noticed one of the big things I noticed is if you're struggling or if you're sick or something, use your vibrato more often. Mm-hmm. So instead of trying to trying to straight tone something, just add in some vibrato, and I'm it 
it's a miracle worker. Like, right. I mean, if I if, if I know that I'm not, uh, you know, 100%, 90%, it's like, okay, I'm going to be using a little bit more opera style tonight, you know, and, mm-hmm. it, and it helps. I mean, if you, yeah. I, my teacher told me in uh, college, he said, if you can sing opera, you can sing anything. Opera is really the base of of just any musical genre, you know? Right. And so he's been a huge influence. He's still singing. He's like 52 and he's still singing in the, in the rafters. And it's just a definitely an inspiration. Wes Hampton's another one. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Yeah. We're not related by the way. Just yeah. So right. Aware, <laughs> but yeah, he's another one that, um, after I found out that I could sing that tenor range, I just tried to find as many tenors as I could and just try to study them. Andrea Bucelli is another one, mm. man, you talk about, some of the longest notes I've ever heard. His breath support is amazing. Um, and he's Italian as well. Um, yes, th- those are just some of the guys. The fact that they can do that night after night is is just an inspiration, really, and just a, a challenge, a good challenge to me to get better and to keep improving. So, so speaking of a challenge, so <laughs> you, um, uh, I'm not going to ask you to sing again, by the way. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's speaking okay. of challenge, though, uh, how do you determine what songs you sing? I mean, you were talking yeah. about that you had some requests that people made, but mm-hmm. for your own self, what do you do? Do you pick a songs that you know, man, I could kill this thing. I know this song or whatever. Yeah. Or do you go out and pick songs that man, this could challenge me and I want to learn how to do this. Yeah. How do you how do you pick songs? The thing that you mentioned definitely goes into it. I mean, can I sing this song, of course, and do it well? But then another factor is does it does it hit does it hit my my soul, my heart? Does it really speak to me? Am I and it really depends on if I, am I going through something? Um the song Even If by Mercy Me. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't sing it this last concert, but I listened to it so much. And I was just like, man, I'd love to sing this someday because there's so much truth. I look for songs that speak truth and uh, anything that has fluff or tries to sugarcoat things because this life is this life is tough, but also songs that, you know, bring joy and, and glorify God and praise him. Any chance I get to do that. I love the song, How Great Thou Art. Um, and I love the hymns, too. And the reason is because of the truth, the, 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 the men and women that wrote those songs were going through something. Yeah. And they were not afraid to let you know it through the lyrics. But usually through a hymn, it starts in the in the doom and gloom, but then it turns around in the chorus and praises God. You so know? talking about that, you were talking mm-hmm. about that hymn and, and yeah. different hymns. So you actually have a show mm-hmm. uh, that you have done before. Yes. Has it been retired yet? Or do you still do that show? And, no. and tell me about that. Yeah. So it's a show called It Is Well. And based off the title, you can probably guess the the hymn, but it's it's based on it as well with my soul, and the the author of that hymn, Horatio Spafford. And uh, do you know his story? Mm-hmm. I don't, it, oh, it's an amazing story. You talk about, share share a little bit of sure, it. Though, uh, sure, sure. Background for that for those that maybe not know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was a lawyer in Chicago, uh, eighteen seventy one. The Great Chicago Fire of eighteen seventy one. If if you you know heard about that in history class or anything. Terrible, terrible fire. It destroyed mm, pretty much all the downtown area, which is where his law office was, and uh, destroyed that. And so he and his wife, Anna, and their four daughters, uh, they set out to helping as many people as they could. That fire left about 90,000 homeless. Um, that's that's a guesstimate that I found, probably the closest that I could find, but still a lot of people. They just set out to helping as many people as they could. Yeah, it was took about two years for them to do that, and the doctor advised them because his wife, Anna, her health was not good, uh, just from all the fatigue and, you know, the stress of everything. Mm -hmm. And the doctor said, you should take a vacation, which I'm sure we all wish our doctor would tell us that. 
So they did. They were like, okay, we'll go to London. There's a crusade that's happening over there that um, Fanny Crosby and Ira Sancton, who was another hymn writer, uh, they're they're heading that up over there. So we'll go over and join them. And but they got to the port in New York, and he uh, was advised that he had to stay behind on some business, some real estate business. So he sent his wife and his daughters across the ocean, and they were about a week into their journey, and they were hit broadside by another ship. Just didn't see them, and hit them broadside, split the ship pretty much in half. the The water and the current just took his four daughters down to the depths and along with the ship and just like that his family was gone his wife was found on a piece of driftwood so she was still alive barely but they found her the very ship that struck theirs actually rescued her Mm. and she sent a telegram back and all it said was saved alone what shall i do to horatio that's all it said and of course you can imagine it's not a phone call it's a telegram so he's rushing to the port and trying to find a ship and he finds a ship goes across the ocean and as they're crossing the ocean, his the captain of that ship informs him they're passing over the very spot where that ship went down. And as he passes over the spot, he writes, "It is well with my soul uh, when peace like a river attendeth my way." We all, we all, you should know the lyrics if you're, if you're a believer. But it's amazing because I was performing the show, and it's a one-man musical. Mm-hmm. And I had the idea when I was uh, performing with a family in Iowa, and uh, they were very gracious to let me come out there and perform with them. But um, they had a theater, and so. I told them about my music theater background and I'd had this idea of some sort of a portrayal of this story because when you really get into the, you know, the, the meat and potatoes, if you will, of the sure. story, it's just incredible. Oh yeah. Just the strength that he had to even write those words. Right. Um, let alone say them. Cause I was, I was doing the show and I'm literally doing the show and this is a performer thing. You're thinking about what you have for lunch, but you're still performing the show. Right. It just becomes like clockwork. But I'm literally thinking with one part of my brain, oh my gosh, he's literally passing over the spot of his daughter's physically dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Like they're literally below him right. in, at the bottom of the ocean, and he writes these words. And it just gave me even more fire to do the show because it's like, I mean, if he can do it, and of course right. God gave him the strength, and it's a testament to God's strength and our weakness. Right. But yeah, I just wanted to write it just to, again, encourage people. I know we all go through things. Yeah. In our time of weakness, God is always there to strengthen right, us through that. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Powerful. Yep. Very powerful. Mm-hmm. So, And without that, we wouldn't have this story. Right. You know, so, yeah. So um, uh, we know that you love to sing and mm-hmm. that you're a great vocalist, but what are some of the other things that you love to do? What you have hobbies? Do you have any hobbies? Yeah, man, I, I love to just hang out, go out and play some basketball or you know, a wiffle ball. We grew up playing mm-hmm. wiffle ball when I was a sure. kid. Um, we actually, my brother and I kind of built a wiffle ball stadium, you know, kind of half of a wall <laughs> to kind of complete it in the yard, put up our foul poles, you know, which were just big PVC pipes. Sure. And we just, you know, we just went to it, played with all the neighborhood friends and, and had kind of a league, kind of a league of our own, you know, kind of, and just played, played in the Michigan summer. We'd get mad at each other and then we'd be okay the next day and we'd come out and, you know, smack the ball around mm. and, um, but that, um, of course, so, not, how, so how about big boy Josiah? What is his, what is his oh, hobbies? Uh, well, I, w- I was just going to say with, now that I have an 11 year old, you know, we go out and we, uh, we shoot hoops and I work with him on, on basketball cause he's loving basketball. And I'm like, yes, I love basketball. So, you know, this is right up my alley. Um, but we'll go out and throw the football around. We love to travel. My wife and I love to travel. Uh, we just went to Colorado Springs. We went up Pikes Peak, which 
again, my 11-year-old Colton, is that was his first time to see all nice. that. Cool. We get to go down to Destin, Florida, where she has some family down there. We love to fish. We've caught a lot of catfish here in Oklahoma. Um, and I never really liked to fish until I got married to Adria. And she was like, hey, I like to fish, so you should come. And I'm like, okay, I'll give it a try. And <laughs> I just fell in love with it as soon awesome. as I got that first bite, you know? Great. So, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, that's the way I am with food. Yeah. As soon as I got that first bite, I realized, right. hey, you know what? I really like to do this. There's something to this sirloin steak here. Yeah. <laughs> so so what yeah. are you not very good at? Not very good yeah. at? Oh, boy. I'm trying to think here. Not, it's, I try not to think about things I'm not good at because I end up getting depressed. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. Right. <laughs> I am not good at... Sewing, I guess. That's the first thing that came sewing. to my mind. Okay. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not good so at sewing. So the first thing that came to your mind <laughs> is you're not good at sewing. No. Okay. No. Um, and, I, and let me guess, is that why you don't ever do it? Is right. Because you're not good at just it? Just never wanted to try. Sure. Okay. Right. Great. Great. I'll let your wife uh, know that. Rock uh, skipping. Okay. Right. No. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, man, I'm trying to think here. So you're so good at everything that it's just... <laughs> no, it's just, I just can't... You know, Rick, it's just so man. hard for me to come up with anything. <laughs> I, uh, oh, man. <laughs> not, not Well, man, I don't know why I can't think of anything. I guess it's just the pressure. Uh, so, uh, okay. <laughs> I guess I was more positive about myself than I thought, so... <laughs> <laughs> hey, what is what is the one thing that somebody may not know about you, though, that maybe that and it's not some deep, dark secret. It's just yeah. something that maybe somebody doesn't know about you. Uh, we haven't really talked about it yet. Mm -hmm. But what is that one thing that somebody doesn't know about you? Mm. First thing that comes to mind is uh, it's funny now that I'm a singer and you have to use your lungs a lot for singing. I had asthma when I was a kid and it almost killed me, yeah. actually, um, from like nine months to not to, not to go like you said deep or anything, but. First thing came to my head. I had asthma pretty much right after I was born until I was like 10 or 11. And it almost almost died about two or three times. Yeah. And I, it helps remind me like God had a plan, had a purpose nice. for me. And I guess, you know, if anybody else was like, oh, you know, I've had, I have this in my life, you, God can use you for anything. Well, there's so, that positive attitude again. I guess I try. I Sweet. All right. <laughs> hey, you know what? When we come back, you know it. You love it. It's time once again to put our special guest through the Behind the Mic speed round of questions. You're listening to Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. Want to hear more? You can subscribe to this show on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, YouTube, and Google Play Music. Become a part of the discussion. Join us on Facebook. Search Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. Spring and summer months are upon us, and I'm sure you've thought about turning that AC on or have had it on already. If you're like me, my AC was struggling to keep up, so I called Total Comfort Solutions. They came out and inspected and serviced my AC compressor, and now it practically spits ice chips out of the vents. Okay, well, maybe not ice chips, but it is cold air. If your air conditioner isn't working, that ain't cool. Get ready for the spring and summer months ahead. Call Total Comfort Solutions at 918-246-7300. That's 918-246-7300. And tell them Rick Hampton sent you. Total Comfort Solutions in Sand Springs, 918-246-7300. You're listening to Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. Well, we are back, and you know what time it is. It is time to put our... Our special guest through the behind the mic speed round of questions and we're going to find out whether or not this is something that you're good at uh, <laughs> probably pretty not. quickly uh right well we were talking the break and i'm actually terrible at drawing so okay. i'll put that out <laughs> you there you finally found something oh good. my gosh finally right. thought of something uh, that's funny Gee. yeah you don't want to have to do that later I, nope no no <laughs> no you don't have to live up to that later right <laughs> yeah that's right all that's right, right. 
Okay, well, you know what? That's okay. Here we go. <laughs> we are going to play this. Behind the mic, speed round. All right. It's really simple. The way that this works is I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock. When okay. I do, you are going to have 60 seconds to answer as many questions as I've got for you. Okay. Now, all, it's really simple. All you have to do is just answer with your quickest answer. Okay. We know that you're not very good at that. So, <laughs> right. we're going to still put 60 seconds on well, the there clock. There we go. I appreciate and we, that. And, and hopefully you can get this. All right. Yeah. Are you ready? Uh-huh. We'll put 60 seconds on the clock. And your time starts after I ask the first question. You ready to go? Let's go. What is your favorite movie? Uh, Iron Man. What is your all-time favorite food? Macaroni and cheese. What is your favorite TV show? Oh, Friends. What is your favorite sports team? Kansas City Royals. If you owned a CB radio, what would your handle be? <laughs> My handle? Uh... Living the life with Joe's. I don't <laughs> wow. That sounds like a TV show title. That's right. I know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What was the weirdest food you have ever eaten? Crab. Climb a mountain or jump from a plane? Jump from a plane. Other than English, can you speak any other languages? No. Spanish, no. very little. But <laughs> Are you fluent in sarcasm? Not. Yeah. The, I mean, my wife might say I am, but I don't <laughs> think I am. <laughs> hey, what is your favorite vacation spot? Oh, Destin, Florida, I would say. Yeah, all right. Yeah. See, I told you it was easy. There you go. Great yeah. job. Great awesome. job. You nailed it. Everything's awesome. good. All right. Awesome. See? It's no big deal. It's really easy. Yeah. Um, and we did find out that you're not very good at coming up with CB handles either. So, okay. what, it, what what would be a good CB handle? I don't know. Let's see. I was thinking about that, and and I was thinking at first, um, you know, like lungs and tongues. Um, and oh, then I was thinking, okay, tenor boy uh, oh, was another one. Tenor um, boy. Okay. Um, <laughs> High notes or something? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm no. not for sure. No. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Oh right, all right. Well, you know what? It has been a it has been a great honor to have you here. Oh. Uh, I do love your voice, and I Thank you. I'm looking forward to singing with you yeah. sometime. I would love to do that. Yeah. If somebody was wanting to book you mm-hmm. to uh, a guest vocalist for a production coming up or something like that, number one, they can find your music and videos. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty simple to do there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like YouTube, Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music. Um, mm-hmm. Almost all of the major music platforms, correct? Right, right. Okay. So, uh, and there's plenty of videos out there for them to get a wide range of what you're able to do mm-hmm. and, and what God has blessed you and your voice to be able to do. So. Yes, yes. All right. Mm-hmm. So, you uh, are you considering or working on any new projects right now? I am. I'm glad you asked because my there's some talent in our family that goes beyond myself, which is awesome because I love you know working with other people like you mm-hmm. were saying, starting a quartet ourselves and. Uh, just love that harmony and everything. But um, my sister and I, she plays guitar and she sings, and she's got a wonderful voice. It's the exact opposite of mine. She's got kind of a kind of a light, airy sound, almost like a uh, like a Sarah Bareilles or Lauren Daigle sound. Nice. You know, just amazing. But she plays guitar as well. She taught herself how to play guitar, and we got to thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? Why don't we do a Christmas album? And so we put five songs. We did five songs. We just finished it last night. I'm going to be putting it on the major platforms here soon and everything. But it's called uh, Sounds Like Christmas. And it's just me, her, and a guitar. Nice. And it's a nice, simple... So it's kind of an acoustic tr- yeah. Christmas thing. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So uh, Silver Bells is on there. Mary Did You Know is on there. Um, what else is on there? I got to think. Uh, o Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Uh, what Child Is This? And then we did a short 
quick Carol of the Bells. Nice. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And so, yeah, that'll be coming well, up soon. Well, and you can't beat Family Harmony or no. Family Voices. They no. just always so sound so Absolutely. good together. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they, you can uh, head to your website, mullinsmusicministry.net. Mm-hmm. .net, yep. And uh, be sure to, it's mullinsmusicministry.net. And you can catch up with uh, Josiah Mullins. If they wanted to book you to come and do the uh, It Is Well With My Soul, mm-hmm. same way, right? Just reach yes. out and, and do yes. that. Yes. Awesome. That's mm-hmm. great. So uh, at uh, the uh, website, mm-hmm. uh, you can also find your tour dates, correct? Is, there, yes. is that on there as yes. well? Great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So if you are in the area and you're looking for a great uh, vocalist, please uh, go ahead and go out to that website. Find his tour dates. You will not be disappointed. I promise you that. Hey, Josiah, thanks for coming in today. Oh, thank you, sir. It's been a pleasure. All right. That's a wrap on this episode. If you like what you hear and you love to reach out to me, you can go to my Facebook page or Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton or just go to rickhampton.com. Leave me a comment if you want to play along and be the next big winner for the Behind the Mic Speed Round Contest. Email the show at btmrickhampton at gmail.com. That's BTM rickhampton at gmail.com and use the subject line speed round you can also leave me a message if you would like or you can leave me a phone message if you'd like we still do that on occasion if you have a question that you would like to uh, hear the answer to from a a future uh, guest it's really simple 918-236-9063 918-236-9063 is the behind the mic hotline you can check that out as well. Until next time, thanks for listening to Behind the Mic with the Rick Hampton. This episode of Behind the Mic podcast was brought to you by Mojo Merchandise. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Join us next time as we go Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton.